eyes up, don't get all tied up Hoping you wise up, the multiple lies of the multifaceted, multi-complex system of living that people are living Stuck in inertia, that's a diversion, government worship, instead we are searching Ancient mysteries, ancient history, sacred energy, and how to discern it Human autonomy, truth of philosophy, UFOlogy, human psychopathy, super anomalies, human ecology You got the bottomies up in your consciousness, all the thoughts that we've been dancing around The system wants to blow your candle out, but we won't let it, we reject it with our pathetic vibes, so we chant it down Chant It Down, I'm your host Loomis, Chant It Down, radio.com is the website for the show. This is episode 260, Where Are the Warriors? And uh, this is part of the Understanding Rebellion mini-series, so you can check that out, of course. Um, Well, if you're a new listener, welcome to Chant It Down. What Chant It Down is, is covering many topics through the lens of chanting down the system and understanding the true life we live, getting to the truth on planet Earth and exposing the lies so we can kind of see clear, removing the, the scales from your eyes, you could say, so you can see super clear. And we're doing that as much as we can. This show is one episode to the next totally different so if you expect me to keep talking about one subject i go back to subjects but yeah the variety wheel continues um this year 2024 started off with paul wallace talking about forbidden archaeology and human origins next show talking about the death shot the covid shot and all the fallout from that next show after that talking about homelessness in the united states so see, it goes crazy from one to the next, just another part of the plethora of things that are all connected and looking at it. So that's why the archives are there for you, 11 years almost, of stuff to sift through. And it helps if you go way back and just sort of sift through what looks interesting to you because I promise you it's still relevant today. I make these so that they can be all these shows. So if you like, chant it down and you get value from the show. Um, there are ways you can support, but the simple way without spending a cent is just making a review, a five-star review, if you truly like the show and it helps the algorithms, it helps more people find this show because the hardest thing about being a content creator is the fact that you have to get through the oversaturation out there and since i am a one-man show i can always use that support so if you are feeling the need to uh you know support the show do so but today we're going to talk about 
we're gonna we're con continuing the mini series I call understanding rebellion this is uh, part nine and so mini series on Shannon down just go to channeldownradio.com and there you can go and sift through the different uh, mini series that I cover I cover a lot of different ones I come back to it and so if you're like oh where's part eight well go to go to the website and then you can get take a shortcut instead of searching through your podcast player for part eight or part seven or any of the parts and they're all connected so this I, I plan this year on touching on every mini series that I've done um, I feel that um, you know they all have value and there's always more to be said about just about every single one of them so that's what I'm doing I'm kind of starting to check the boxes but I got a lot of plan a lot planned for this year as well as you know creating this documentary that's um, taking up quite a bit of my time but um, I'm able to also somehow juggle that in this podcast so here we are uh, this is episode 260 and in this mini series I have looked at rebellions in the past and more present time. So it's kind of like a study of of rebellion on this planet. We study it and kind of build off of it. So today is another conversation nobody wants to talk about. Lots of trigger points in this talk today that will trigger the socially engineered that don't know they are socially engineered. But if we don't be honest about freedom, how can we actually be free so we have to talk about things that nobody wants to talk about you know and um but or are afraid to talk about this talk today will be harsh and offensive to some people and we're gonna go to touch a bit about race today all right and even worse this is the kind of talk the powers that shouldn't be are scared of and of course it won't be offensive if you're if you've peeled off layers of programming uh, and however, I'm not promoting any violent revolution with these these shows. I mean, this this series of shows. My hopes in talking about all the info I cover has always been to awaken people from their slumber, and in hopes of enough people understanding the world we live in, we curb a a hot revolution. You know, as well as understand we don't have to stand for all the inexcusable behavior that governments do to us you know i i should have titled this talk once we're warriors but th this is about the entire world and that title would refer to many as to a specific movie once we're warriors which was a movie in the 90s about the state of the maori in new zealand and you should see it it's a good movie a, a sad movie i mean th where things just get worse and worse um and no, it's it's not uh, an actual reality of all the New Zealand natives, but a reality within realities in many different communities across the world, really. Um, and that's not what this talk is about today, but um, kind of a cool title for the this presentation, if you want to call it a presentation. It's just today me talking, but um, I say I say uh, on this show as one of my taglines. Be a warrior, not a warrior. And I invented that all on my own, but but somehow I've heard other people use it. Um, I wrote it in an, in an idea notebook way back in like 2000 or something as when I was still drifting around and just sort of, you know, writing down my thoughts and 
trying to figure out life as a solo drifter. And when I, when I say be a warrior, not a warrior, I, I, why I say it, I should say is not just because it sounds cool, but because it is a very important tool for living now in this day and age. You need to keep that feisty, unafraid side of you that wants true freedom intact, kind of like a tool that you can pick up and put back down or put away. But on the other side of the coin, don't live paranoid and fearful. Don't worry. Because fear and worry are weak emotions that you should not be inviting in. So in other words, one foot in, one foot out. And that's what I say on this show. Keep one foot, you know, uh, in, in the fact that you need to stay, you know, you need to dust off that side of you that's scared to speak out and be feisty and unafraid. But at the same time, you know, live your life and don't worry. So I really mean it. Even if I forget half of the time when I, why, why I say it, I really mean that because it's important to live in this, this time period uh, with that in mind. And speaking of warriors, I live in Polynesia, home of the warrior. Um, part of the Polynesian Triangle is Hawaii, the top, the left corner New Zealand, the right corner Easter Island, and many islands within there that uh, create uh, the Polynesian Triangle. Uh, I'm going to start some of my talk in this part of the world for, for a little bit, and then we'll take it worldwide. Uh, but I have a small bit of Polynesian in my lineage, and I relate to these cultures. I, I went to uh, New Zealand once to look up my own family lineage from that side, although my lineage is actually Moriori, not Maori, but um, which I've talked about on past episodes you can catch up on if you like but one thing about these cultures is they had the warrior spirit and at times at least the leaders of many of these cultures were involved in some pretty crazy stuff like human sacrifice and major bloodshed which is very unkind and and there is no justifying taking a sentiment a sentient being's life like that it it violates universal law natural law whatever you want to call it 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 it's not moral not not in a moral not in a, a cultural circumstance in history or right now in the present it's you know it's always been the same not moral but we're you know but what happened to the warrior in in a larger context what happened to the warrior spirit of the world you know and so in Polynesia, these places were colonized, you know, um, they were, they were each taken over and joined <clears throat> the larger world. And how did they take, you know, how did they take the warriors and make them good abiding citizens of the, of, of these societies that took their culture and made them strangers in their own land? And of course, it's a generation to generation transition, but we're talking about the biggest, like when we're talking about Polynesians specifically, we're talking about the biggest and strongest of any people on earth. I mean, the, the average height of the Hawaiian and Tahitian males back in the day were like seven foot. And I'm pretty sure that goes with Tonga and Samoa as well. Um, but not skinny and tall, 
but also super wide frames and bone structures. Before before the Western diet was brought in, these people were lean and and, and you know they ate fish and uh, taro and stuff stuff in that nature. Now, so but how do you take Hawaiians who base most of their their you know in the ancient Hawaiians who base most of their year on being warriors, and, and in some cases, if someone lost at a sport. They even killed that person, and it was just an honor of being a chief. You know, like, you know, th this is being a warrior was just part of the, these lifestyles in many of these islands. And, and how did they take that warrior out of the people? Um, well, much of ancient Polynesia is full of war. I mean, between islands and island groups, the warrior was a big part of the culture. I can't, I can't think of other cultures with so much based on the warrior i mean look at the maoris of new zealand the, the craziest of the warriors at least in appearance you know even today watch watch how fierce just the haka dances you know go google up the haka you know imagine back in the day intimidation alone of being surrounded by these warriors sticking their tongues out and their fierce eyes and crazy dances i mean imagine if you were just some uh random person to just came up on shore in New Zealand and, you know, you had to face all that, you know. So the British never actually conquered New Zealand. I've gone over this before, but they, 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 there ended up being the Treaty of Waitangi, and that's that was signed between these the two warring factions in New Zealand, actually. And today, the in New Zealand, the, the Maori culture is still largely intact um, compared to Hawaii, even, that was much more colonized. But yeah, the, all these cultures were colonized, and in some cases, in a way, in a way, it was good that church and morality was installed to these cultures that still practice human sacrifice in some regions and, and, and even some places in, in Polynesia, cannibalism. And I, and, and I know some might disagree, but those are rough ways to live, and nor are they moral, right? And so at least you know, a little more morality came in. But with that colonization came a shaming of entire cultures, um, you know, and the the identity and culture were shamed. And, and that part is not all right at all. And there is a fine line to this way of thinking, especially now. Uh, I want to uh, let me just rant a little bit here. This is something that's been on my mind just a bit on this. The, the woke victim social justice warrior card you know has got to go it, it's got to go because um what the hell is this thing sorry popping up on the screen don't use that okay uh it's got to go there, there needs to be a clean separation between understanding what happened in the past that was wrong but people are today are ancestors of those times and we have nothing to do with it right you know um and the global elite are using this woke version of things to get people of these indigenous cultures to cling to it and be part of the narrative when in history we don't hear about all the shades of gray we don't hear about the fact that some people on both sides were good and bad right and woke is equally doing the real cries of injustice and cover up a disservice. So now when you bring these things up, they get shuffled into the pile of woke. 
And the people that are sick to death of woke also ignore the rest of it. And that's that's unfortunately a problem is just like with many topics I cover on this show, we have to become nuanced for, you know, and and from now on in today's talk, I would expect a real nuanced look. You know, if you're trying to pigeonhole me to some group think out there, then I know you're still under mind control. But but anyway, anyway, so that's just my little woke rant. I just wanted to say that because um, it's easy to shuffle it all in one pile with woke but it's also for easy for someone from the woke side to think that um you know everything has to be that certain way so it's just it's it's the problem is is the the population is under mind control now i i'm not gonna this this episode is not about polynesia i've done episodes on the south pacific and stuff like that and i i might be picking that up again soon actually but um uh, as far as like this is I don't know all the different histories of colonization of the Polynesian islands and I don't want to even go over all of it you know but with Hawaii just to give you a little example as we go on talking about warriors here uh, we have less than 5,000 full-blooded real Hawaiians alive that's it that's not many at all 5,000 full blood there's a lot of people that are half cast you could say you know um we say hapa out here which is mixed you know there's a lot of people that have are part hawaiian but still there's not that many even there uh and what happened to all the hawaiians you're probably thinking there there were estimated over probably about a million when captain cook came here but disease outbreaks such as smallpox measles leprosy uh annihilated 84 percent uh of the native Hawaiians. And by 1920, so Captain Cook arrived here in uh, 1778. By 1920, there was only 24,000 left, roughly. And it still goes on today. I mean, the unhealthy conditions of today in the Hawaiian communities are are pretty harsh. Um, obesity is rampant. Uh, high blood pressure, diabetes, kidney disease is common. And when you are colonized and you'll see a lot of places where an indigenous culture used to reign and when they become strangers in their own land it's one of the worst places to possibly be one of the worst positions because you feel like this line of shame down the generations but also it's like you don't really want to belong to the system but you belong to the system but it's not really um and so there's a lot of people that kind of fall to the wayside. Crime, you know, drugs are rampant um, in a lot of these communities and, and alcohol. And a lot of people end up going to prison. So, yeah, Native Hawaiians have some of the worst health in all of America, unfortunately. And it's the Western diet. And, and the worst of it is conveniently placed in these communities, such as McDonald's and 7-Eleven, you know. And it doesn't seem like many people know any better. So... When the Hawaiians were colonized, Christianity was brought in, but the missionaries also banned the hula, which is not the hula, and I've, I've talked about this before. The hula that you see today is, is not what it was. It was a very sexual dance. It was fast-paced. It was a hip dance that you can see in Tahiti, but the girls were basically naked, and that's why hula skirts were introduced by the missionaries you know this was a sexual 
you know, dance. Um, and so they banned the hula and they banned the songs and chants and the language, the actual language was banned and they changed around letters, right? And they replaced percussion and chants with instruments that some of the, um, the uh, plantation workers brought in, such as the Portuguese, the ukulele was brought in, or also the Spanish brought in the slack key guitar, instruments that totally changed their, the dance and the arts of this culture, the songs, right? So it mellowed them out. It got the warriors to become you know, the whole culture to totally change. Um, and we also have to look at the major change of ethnicity with plantation workers here in Hawaii. I mean, Hawaii locals are majority, if you were to just say, of one culture, Asian descent, and add in Portuguese and Puerto Ricans and, a, you know, a few different Caucasian races and Polynesian groups. And Hawaii is a big mix of all those. But a, a major Asian um collaboration of Asian groups such as Chinese, Japanese, Koreans, and Filipinos uh, are, especially Filipinos, I think the largest ethnic group here. So all those groups kind of, you know, um, came together. So I don't think it was done on purpose. I, I, I don't think so at all. And, and no dis disrespect to any of those cultures, Asians or any of the others. It's just that when you flood a bunch of people from other places into somewhere, it changes the cultural landscape. And they, they've done this on purpose to Western countries to drown out the original constitutional homogenized white cultures so they can ease in globalist ideologies and, and their chess moves. And, you know, so changing the cultural landscape. I'm going to come back to that because it's important to later. Um, but with Hawaii, they drowned out the Hawaiians. It's basically what they did. And, and I think the elites may have manipulated the elites that were working at this time of taking over Hawaii, <clears throat> manipulated with the Aloha spirit to be a passive, uh, uh, more like 2D version of what Aloha actually means. Aloha is, is, a, is a way of being, um, you know, uh, love, affection, peace, compassion, and mercy. Um, Queen Liliakolani, the last queen of Hawaii, is known to have said, Aloha is to learn what is not said and to see what cannot be seen and know the unknowable. So it's a much greater meaning, you know, uh, but the, the term Aloha, Alo means presence or to take in and Ha means breath. Ha is a the breath of life. In fact, um, many Polynesian cultures, instead of saying hello, will walk up to each other with their foreheads together and breathe in the air from each other's nostrils at the same time. That is the breath of life. That is ha. So alo and ha together, aloha, that's where it came from. But um, it was never meant to be passive and drop your guard. And that's basically what aloha has become in Hawaii. And so think about that example I just gave you across the world in everywhere where things like this have happened. I'm just using Hawaii as an example, but they figured out how to tame the warrior, make people ashamed of their culture, manipulated the meanings of things, changed the diet, brought in bread and circus, and the world has forgotten the true warrior all over. So think about cultures and famous warriors, uh, good and bad to look at, just, just fierce 
you know, people in history. I mean, there's there's a ton of them, sure. But, you know, like Alexander the Great, uh, Genghis, Genghis Khan, um, Spartacus, William Wallace, Attila the Hun. I mean, or how about the Apaches or the Samurais or Shaolin monks or the Revolutionary War against the British? I mean, you know, there's just tons of people to look at in history, whether they were good or bad people. I'm just saying warrior and, you know, warriors and warrior uh, groups, you know. And now, so where did all that go? Well, you know, some of it was armies and now it's been funneled into militaries, and to and people that are brainwashed to serve globalists rather than their own country a lot of times and and police you know that's what happened to the warriors in our cultures they joined the dark side not unknowingly you know and we can always look to entertainment you know bread and circus um look how many men are, and women actually are are wrapped up into football and that's what happened to the rest of the warrior energy in Hawaii and Polynesia or that or rugby you know by itself it's fine if you watch these sports you know I'm not condemning anybody but no it's there to wrap your energy up in and take your attention away from more important things we're coming right now into Super Bowl Sunday, you know, and, and that's really big in the United States. Um, and just think about how many people tune into that, you know, and, and expend their energy, you know, and so I look what's, what's happened to people, you know, and I, I've said thousands of times, I, you can see it, I can see it in my lifetime, right? I, thousands of times I talked about, look at the eighties and the nineties, you know, our, I remember, you know, it was much more of a testosterone-filled world in those decades. Um, you know, I remember when it was scary because people wanted to fight. You know, the 80s bully was a real thing. I've talked about that on the 80s show I did a while back, you know. Um, what was it called? The um, or the the 80s, the good old days, right? Uh, and I, I remember, you know, or, or gangsters who wanted to shoot people, you know, Um and I don't see many of those mentalities around anymore. Not that those were good by any means. Um, but it's interesting how it's it's almost non-existent in most places, um, in the average place I go. Uh, I don't want to have to always worry about getting in a fight somewhere. Sure. I mean, who does? But just that alone, nobody really wants to get in a fight. I mean, if you ask, you know, if you actually come down to let's say you get in road rage and you actually get out of the car and you're trying to fight the person most of the time somebody doesn't want to fight you know they're all talk but think about how out of practice we all are from that you know um and but they took testosterone and really softened it in the world and i know they did it with um various means i, I would even say these phones that we have are you know, um, causing a frequency like that, I would say, because if you think about what came into the world around that time, but not only that, I mean, you can look at chemtrails, the air, uh, but you can look at the lining and cans, soy products, whatever's in the water, um, you know, microplastics. I mean, more men than ever want a vagina. And I know that's because it's become like a trend almost rather than a person that feels like they're a woman trapped in a man's body or vice versa, it's gone way past that. 
And that's that's irreversible damage and, and one less person to oppose the system backed by teeth when you have somebody who decided to, you know, a man who decided to drop all their testosterone and cut their balls off. Um, so uh, anyway, um, you know, so COVID proved it to me. Um, big, strong men who go to the gym or martial artists or whatever got in line with a mask on and even waited to get in a line to get the vaccine. Uh, where were the warriors? Where were they? Well, pacified, diverted, dumbed down, and uninformed. That last one, uninformed, super part of this problem is people didn't even know that they needed to fight. And that's right where you want them if you're a controller. And you have to say that the controllers have done a really great job in a very short amount of time in my life's time. And I'm in my 40s to see people go from, you know, a pretty aggressive um, testosterone filled world to basically just a placid, dumbed down by design world. And what I see in most of the world is no true rebellion at all. It's like the Three Stooges got together and just had a plan. You know, I, I'm gonna pick up on I'm gonna pick on Hawaii here for a minute. Let, let me just I'm gonna I'll pick up on other things too. And I, I'm sorry, I'm you know, but I live here, and but it doesn't matter. I, I'll call out anything that needs to be called out. It it it's what I see in my domain, so I can directly relate this to this. But you know what happened in Lahaina, Maui, was at very least an obvious land grab. Even if it's hard to wrap your mind around directed energy weapons and and you know this, but if you look into it, and please do by the way, check out my episode with Ole Demigard, my two episodes, uh, 244 and 246, if you need the whole story. Um, because those there, there's a lot to look into it with there, and it makes a lot more sense hearing it on the surface. Yeah, I understand, but it was a land grab, okay. And many people here know, okay, and but they did, and and even many people know too that on Maui, that it's like it's not even that big of a secret. It's like it's not a fringe conspiracy theory. People know it was a, some kind of directed energy weapon. It was for real, you know. And by the way, as, this, as of this recording, we have fires like that in Chile right now. Mm. So they're continuing with this program all over. But <clears throat> anyway, many people know. But what they did is they did peaceful protests with flags against it all. You know, just, you know, waving flags, peaceful protests. That's it. The government wanted to dump the ashes from Lahaina on another site and people marched and protested because they didn't want it there and the government did it anyway. And that's the slap in the face that people in Hawaii get all the time is, you know, the government does it anyway and they do nothing back. And so, I mean, Hawaii supposedly elected. I, I wonder if there was some cheating going on, but actually, I don't know. Josh Green, who is a Josh Green New Deal, sorry, who is a heavy player in the globalist game for Hawaii and played his part in the Lahaina massacre. Uh, and he has come away with basically no resistance toward his every move, you know, 
And he's come away squeaky clean, you know? And that's because Hawaii is so weak. Why, why is Hawaii so weak? We have the Warriors here. Because it's a lot of rich leftists from California that have moved over here now, and the locals are highly brainwashed and passive. You know, I love Hawaii. I love many of the people, but Hawaii is weak. It shouldn't be with the warrior background it has, but even if there's not many pure Hawaiians, that spirit needs to wise up. But but how about this? Let's, you know, leaving Hawaii behind. This is this is all happening all over. You know, people protesting against the bombing of Gaza or vice versa, um, Jewish protesting against Hamas. And please don't fall on either side of that because you'll be taken just like the left-right paradigm because really the answer is always looking at what the globalists are doing and how things were allowed to happen, okay? But what are good are people with a flag yelling and expending energy in a totally different location in the world. Nothing. Nothing at all. I mean, how is it going to make a difference against what is actually happening in Israel? It's not. It's not going to make a damn lick of difference. And this is the retarded thing I see all the time. People think that, uh, well, we have the freedom to protest. Fine. But what is protesting ever, ever done? Nothing, nothing at all. You know, it's never, it's, it's because it's not a true action. It's just a bunch of people crying out loud. That's it. I mean, I even look at it like this too. People marching and right, raising money for things like, I don't know, to stop breast cancer, you know, and so uh, fundraisers and the money gets funneled into a medical system that, that, uh, and they, of course, they won't give the real care because they make such great money off of giving the treatments. And and I can speak my two cents on that. I just got out, you know, I, I've recovered from lymphoma. And I just, you know, I've, I've had all my rounds of chemo. And yes, it did work. And I'm not saying that it doesn't work for certain types of cancers and stuff. But at the same time, there should be a, this is like, living in the dark ages still when you know they have the cure for these things and better than getting chemicals in your body for sure. I had to go with that. And I've talked about that. You can hear me on other episodes about that if you like, but um, you know, they've got the cure somewhere in an underground lab, but if they did have the cure, it would, you know, the, the money making would be gone. So, but anyway, um, it's just, it's just this kind of mentality that we're going to, we're going to march to stop domestic violence. Yeah, right you are. It's not going to do a damn thing. And so it's almost like even the three stooges know better, you know? Um like you you could you Beavis and Butthead know better, all right? So where is the like that's the level of of that is the level of understanding rebellion that the general public seems to have and that's not going to go anywhere you know no matter what the fight is or the protest is about standing around in a crowd without teeth is pointless seriously i mean look what happened during 2020 we had the blm riots or you know or some people are calling it the summer of love you know back in june of 2020 you know and we had the george floyd thing and i, I think you know 
it was possibly a false flag. Um, just the way that, well, first of all, George, and I've said this before too, is that when the, the paramedics arrived, they didn't even check for a pulse. They just put him right on a stretcher. And if he was really dead, wouldn't they put him in a body bag? You know, it's the protocols are missing. Something was wrong with that a whole thing. But, but even if it wasn't, let's say if it was true, okay, it was shown to you on purpose to enrage you, or at least enrage the people that got enraged and were triggered. So what did people do? They rioted and broke windows, burned things down. Okay, there's some action for you, but but who wasn't in the target? Well, the actual government that was oppo- oppressing you the whole time with COVID restrictions. So we had uninformed, unstreet smart people out there. That's it. People aren't street smart to rebellion. And and so the same government that implemented hard drugs into the black and Hispanic neighborhoods in the 80s and 90s, uh, you know, and while the government was flexing their tyranny in that day, and these people are still like, you know, throwing a window through uh a local business, uh, throwing a brick through windows in local businesses, burning things down. You know, it's like, where did that go? So instead of, you know, and, and instead of lashing out months before against that, the media let, let out the George Floyd story to play right into the agenda of division and even promote racism and communism with Black Lives Matter and, you know, and, and just the whole saying as if nobody else matters. And that's just silly in that we're still focused on our meat suits in 2020 like we can't get past race everybody matters if you have a soul if you have a soul you matter who doesn't matter probably these global elite psychopaths they don't matter because i don't know if they have souls they sold them or whatever but that just shows you america is extremely brainwashed more than I would say any other nation in the world, because we are the media capital of the world. It comes out of there, and people get so triggered and brainwashed. And it just shows how disinformed people truly are. Here we have, you know, um, the government, you know, maybe some people, it was a little early in the game, but still, closing down small businesses and you know, telling you to stay home and giving you tickets for, you know, doing normal life, right? And people aren't upset about that. Instead, they lash out about this. Now, and I agree that seeing a cop kill someone is worth outrage. But how about how many people were harassed and killed because of COVID restrictions? You know, and it's just people are misinformed. They're they're totally not living street smart and this is a big problem i see in in the larger truth and freedom movement going on you know too is and this is sort of a little sidetrack but it's like where are all the minority cultures you know and this is a point i want to come to here because as much as um i enjoy everybody who's cool um and let me make myself let, let me make myself perfectly clear here. I don't care about what race you are or what color your skin is or any of that. I don't care about your meat suit or your space suit. I could give a shit. 
like I, I like to travel the globe and I meet people of all cultures and I base people on their character. I don't care about what it is, but just look at all the voices that are talking about conspiracies, uh, cover-ups, government corruption, or even forbidden archaeology or ufology or whatever. It's majority white people. Why? And, um, you know, it's, it's, it's weird to me because the groups in the Western world that were treated like second-class citizens for so long are not speaking out on these things are not seeing this picture. I mean, largely. And I'm not saying there are people from all these communities that are seeing what I'm talking about. And I'm sure you're listening and that's cool. But largely, it's a bunch of white people talking. And why is that? I don't have the answer necessarily. But maybe they've made everybody too comfortable. And they've said, and what my friend always says, if you can't beat him, join him. And that's what happened generations back is people said, oh, well, can't fight it. So well, can't beat him, join him. So they just joined in and became systemites. Um, I think at least in America, if the media wasn't race baiting for so long, we would have had a much greater natural integration a long time ago, like in the 70s and 80s. But um, what happened is they continued to segregate and do some, some mind manipulation on people to where people didn't naturally, you know, integrate as well. I mean, you know, it, there's definitely been a greater integration overall, but the media race baits all the time. But the lack of non-white people in this community is kind of a bummer to me, you know, and I can speak on this because I was involved with underground hip hop for a long time. I've always been a minority in my life, whether I was on the mainland around, um, you know, uh, African-American and Hispanic cultures and or, you know, out here in Hawaii. I've always been um, uh, I've always been a minority, you know, I've always and I don't care, you know, I don't. Uh, there's no victim card coming out of me here. It's just, you know, I'm used to, but it's an unfortunate thing for me to see. When I was made aware of in, in 1999 of how the world really works, I put into my lyrics and in way back then, you know, I was, I was the only one talking about these topics that I talk about on this show even, you know, and in a mostly black and Hispanic demographic. And it's unfortunate because people are caught up in bubbles. And that's because many people live in bubbles of reality, not just minorities in general, uh, but that don't see the real important topics in this world. Many people still believe media, believe in politics. They watch TV. And uh, if you watch TV, then you're brainwashed. Um, I don't fully have the answer to why so few other than white people are speaking on this stuff but i think there are agendas that the system gets different ethnic groups fixed on agendas and issues that are only concerning just one ethnic group rather than looking at a wider picture but back to my central point is um is uh where are the warriors in those communities you know where are they where are they like, you know, it can't just be people fighting for woke 
issues. It can't be. So certainly, I can tell you that the control what the controllers don't want. They they don't want unity amongst the different ethnic groups across the board to unite against this global takeover. And that's why we have what we have. And it sucks. Because I would love to see more people speaking out from all types of communities. Um, it actually would be really refreshing to see that, right? But the a dark occult works through mind fucking people. That's what they do. They work through uh, trickery and deception and coercion. That's how they do. And so they've they they've made this demographic of all sorts of people to not come together. And it sucks. Um, and um, so let's talk about victim mentality. Okay. Remember when I talked about changing the cultural landscape like they did here in Hawaii? I wanted to come back and touch on that because I think it's important. This has been happening in the West. Uh, of course, there, there, there are many wrongs committed in the making of America, Canada, Australia, New Zealand regarding indigenous peoples, I would say definitely. But that card is being played by the elites in modern day, as you know. And what is the backbone of the Western world? Well, let's see. Christianity and white people. And you are allowed to racistly insult white people and badmouth Christianity all you want. Like, there's no end to it. Anything else, and you're a racist. And every other bad word in the woke world. And why is that? You know, and... and there's a lot of programming that people need to get past because they're trying to take out the largest race in numbers in the Western world, white people, and take down the civic pride, dismantle pride in a country, and make everyone white feel bad about being white. Just like they did with the Hawaiians, shame their culture, just like they did anywhere with indigenous people. And and I'm and um I'm not proud of that history, but I, I wasn't there or involved, you know, and that doesn't mean that two wrongs make a right. So, and what happens to someone who is ashamed about who they are? They carry guilt and they hate themselves. It's that simple. So who in that mindset will fight for their freedom? Just like who, who hooked, uh, you know, like, look, look at all the people, you know, I was talking about in the last episode with on um, the Wake the Dead podcast with Sean, um, who it, on, hooked on heroin, living under a bridge somewhere, or fentanyl, whatever, is going to fight for freedom. They're not. See? So, same thing. And so, they're try obviously taking over the West, and I've gone over that. Um, a great episode you might like to listen to on that, I would say, is uh, incremental ghetto fight. I did it last year. But what it is, is, and of course, and that's why our borders are open. You know, they flood in people from everywhere to blur out the civic pride, to take away what is a, what a, it originally stood for to be part of a community, right? And no togetherness, no strong fight against the incoming threat. So 
it it's it's just that's what they're doing with the West. I mean, you could you could do it with anywhere. Like, let's say you wanted to take over Iran. Okay, okay, you'd attack the Muslim religion and the Persian culture, and and you'd make them feel bad about the African slaves they once had, if you didn't know, and the white slaves that they had from the Caucasus area of the Black Sea. Even though slavery was abolished there in 1928, you would just keep making them feel bad about it, you know, and you would just keep on making them feel bad about their, you know, their religion and their culture and to, and to where they're thinking of, you know, uh, helping out. I don't even think they have any people hardly from those cultures anymore there. But just to say that's what you would do, you know, if you were controllers, you would do that to Iran. And these are reasons we don't see a strong fight because of this guilt mentality, um, you know. And so I think it's really important to take a look at. We're, you know, someone who's alive today that had nothing to do with the things of the past that were wrong has nothing to do with it. And you don't need to live with that guilt, you know. Um, and that's just going to make you one less person that's, you know, on the cutting edge of stopping what's coming in. Because right now, times have changed. Times have calmed down since COVID. You could say things are back to normal on one hand. It's the new normal, but things are back to normal. But we just, we, but we just were heavily abused by our governments, and they got away squeaky clean. Like, all those people that you hated, did any of them get go to trial did any did anything happen to these people nothing at all right there's no justice for any of this and so we just got abused just like an abused wife gets abused by her abusive husband just you know beat up real bad but we just went back to cooking dinner again in the kitchen for the same husband you know and so in this series of shows let me remind you of the self-defense principle. If deadly force is being used against you, you have the full right to respond back and use that force to defend yourself. And I asked this question on part seven of this series I called effective during the heart of the COVID mayhem. I asked that question, is deadly force being used against you? It was getting close. And in some cases with the cops, it was there especially in some other countries. Now things have backed off for the moment and notice how easy it is to slip back in that comfort zone. Like, look, I don't cover COVID often, although I do update you on the fallout from the shot. I'm not continuing to cover that period of on anymore on this show because there's a lot of there's there's a lot more things I want to talk about than that that matter to me that are more fun to talk about too. Like this, today's topic to me isn't really fun to talk about, but it's just, it's important. And so notice how when it's calm times, people just sort of go back to, you know, their comfort zone. And we're all out of practice and we never really were in practice. So um, when I look at how the world reacted to draconian COVID restrictions, 
I would say America ranks near the bottom. You know, I mean, it really, where were the warriors? Here we are, the most armed nation on earth. And that's all that happened. Like, what happened? You know, Europe fought back the best they could. Canada had the truckers. Australians, the trade trade guys, the trade unions went out and, you know, they came together at least. And the UK had some decent rallies. And America rioted over George Floyd and, and America has all the guns. And it was just really, it's really, um, and, and you could say, oh, that was the liberal left. Yeah, but where was everybody with their, where, where was everybody, you know, that could actually seriously uh, use some teeth and go up to these government buildings and say what they needed to be said and, you know, back it with teeth like where was all that you know so you know all the other as far as i'm concerned all the other countries in the world did a better job during covid than united states and it, and it used to be in um you know these places like europe and russia and middle east and even the wild west in america if you didn't like your leaders and what they were doing they were often publicly hanged you know Imagine what the world would be like if they tried COVID on populations like that before they dumbed down their people. You know, it wouldn't have happened. You know, try telling William Wallace and his group that if he leaves his village, he's going to be arrested, endangering people, and that he needs to help stop and slow the spread. Or tell that to Kamehameha, the first king of Hawaii, when he was a warrior conquering the islands in bloodshed. Yeah. Try telling that to warriors, you know, and so that's what I'm talking about is the warrior spirit is largely missing. And, and yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm sounding like a um, armchair quarterback here. I'm sitting here in my comfort zone talking about, you know, uh, what could be or, you know, what we should be like. And and here I am in my comfort zone. So. The same thing applies to everyone, though, is like we have to realize that um, the time we live in is now that where things like COVID could pop off again suddenly. And the problem is, is here's the problem is and I, I said this on another show is we're always reacting to what is being brought out by these global dictators rather than being prepared for them we're reacting to it the general public is reacting in fear and letting people you know take advantage and that's that's what's going on and we can't have that you know and so we have to go into the future even with a plan you know with these kind of things if they arise again which i'm sure that they probably will i wouldn't think that they're done with their their um their plans at all because basically all that covid was was basically a test to see if there is any warriors in the world and in in on one hand it was a test to see if they could they could push in heavy restrictions to the whole world and push in this invasive tech scanning qr codes you know um standing six feet apart all that that's what that was all about and the world passed the test 
with flying aces. Basically, the world, most of the world, okay? And, you know, excluding those that did protest. And, of course, we do have a media that doesn't report on the real stuff. So we have to, um, a lot of stuff doesn't get reported that we probably never even saw. So I do, I do recognize that as well. So, but here's a win for humanity. So getting out of that, let's, let's, let's transfer over to here. And that is the farmers in Europe, um, particularly Germany and I think France. So here's a win for humanity right here. And we're not getting many in these days, but here's one that I was like, wow. So this is what you do. Okay. Um, bringing tractors to, to parliament buildings, spraying manure at parliament buildings, mass amounts of farmers um, fighting against these these green mandates coming in and they didn't stop and they you know they kept being relentless and they were blocking roads with protests starting fires being disobedient the most important thing and because of that because of all this they the eu surrendered to the angry european farmers by dropping its 30 percent reduction target on emissions from farming uh reversing unrealistic pesticide quotas and allowing more land for agricultural use uh, and agreeing to stop telling you uh, EU citizens to stop eating less meat. So, you know, they threatened enough of Europe to say, we don't want this. And guess what? They actually won, which is really great. So that that's what it takes. It doesn't need to be violent. It's, it's a matter of masses of people coming together and saying no, but doing it backed by teeth, not just standing there with flags waving around, which does absolutely nothing, but actually seriously threatening with, you know, and this was fun, like spraying manure on parliament. Yeah, that, that sounds great. You know, like that kind of stuff actually is is great. And it didn't end up in bloodshed. You know, the masses doing major moves is what can change things. So um, the world needs to take notes from Europe. In in fact, there's if, if I was going to go anywhere in the U.S. or I mean, in the, in the world and say, where was where are the greatest protests and riots? I'm going to say Europe. I mean, France, they were pretty awesome back when they had that yellow vest movement. That was pretty good. You know, so they brought back the warrior. I mean, it wasn't like the fierce warrior that I've been talking about, but maybe that doesn't necessarily need to apply when you can do things like this. Now, I, I'm not saying that the the goal, the the um, elites are, you know, saying, OK, we we won't do it here anymore. I mean, they'll probably try to pull some kind of false flag or, or who knows what. But for now, these farmers have won and and. I'd say that's a win for humanity, and I'm happy to see things like that because it's rare we do. But there's an example of how rebellion can be put into this world. It doesn't have to be, you know, shooting people, but, you know, it, it's at the same time, the self-defense self principle can be applied if you are threatened by deadly force. And... Yeah, I know that they're going to, these parasites are going to um, try stuff again, you know, and 
if we want a world away from these parasites, though, we have to work together. And it's it's not a race war. It's a war against the human race. So that's what people need to do is they need to stand together and they need to be informed. Like I want I always wanted to inform when I was doing hip hop and putting this kind of information into lyrics, which is pretty hard to do, you know, and come up with, you know, um, hooks and catchy tunes and stuff for people to think about. But I wanted to more people in that hip hop community to um, really look at what I was trying to say. Did it work? Probably not. But the thing is, is these people want us separate. They want us looking at our spacesuits, our, our meat suits, or whatever you want to call it. And they want us thinking about all of our differences. And sure, you know, it's not like ever the world's going to be holding hands and singing Kumbaya. Their cultures are different, you know. People have differences in cultures. It's never going to be just this one getting along places it's planet earth planet earth is is a, a place of growth and learning okay but i think that you know if people were going to stand together against one thing definitely it's what's coming trying to be coming in and you need to understand all of it so yeah turn them bring them into chin it down and i'll i'll um you know hopefully some of these shows can help them you know uh and you can learn through this particular mini series and go back and listen to them all and build on it. You know, this is, this is the ninth one I've done, but you know, it's, it's just, it's about, it's about really just remembering that we have the ability to be feisty and rebellion is a good thing. Rebellion is uh, a thing that is in my life for all all time and and it, and I'm glad I went with it. When I rebelled from school, it was me saying that this is a prison. It doesn't feel right. I shouldn't be here. I didn't know why, but now I know why. And disobedient being disobedient um from job sites once I got into the adult work world realizing, you know, how much bullshit people take and you know I couldn't I couldn't be that person I couldn't be a person in the system because I could see through it and once you can see through it you just but the point is I'm making here is the feisty side of people that rebellious side I encourage as long as you're rebelling against what's what's immoral and unjust in this world, which is the system that is imposing its its ways on us. And so it's it's good to have that rebellious side. If you've gone through the entire system in your life obeying all the rules and constantly, you know, um, just doing what you've been told, then you probably never took the road of chanting it down, unfortunately. But if you have taken the road of chanting it down here and there, you want to keep those sides alive. You want to disobey this evil system that is uh, trying to, you know, take our precious lives away. Down to just every day working every day. Just wasting your life away at some stupid job that doesn't make, have any meaning of or 
have any understanding of the larger perspective of life in this world. And so that's what I always like to do with all the shows is talk about things like that. But, you know, anyway, I think that's where I'm going to end it right here. Um, I appreciate all of you for listening to Chant It Down. Thank you. And all the subjects I cover are I try to make them the best I can and give you an episode that can last years later. So that's what I've always thought like since putting these out even back in 2013. So much love, you guys. Be a warrior, not a warrior, and I truly mean that. And keep chanting down. And until next time, a totally different subject will come your way. But much love. Thank you for listening to another episode of Chant It Down. And it's my pleasure to give you these episodes. Um, it comes from the heart, you know, as much as it, I can bring you different types of information, I will and continue to. And this year, 11 years strong. Uh, if you get value out of this show and it helps you in your life, and if you want to help in return, uh, you can always support Patreon. And, well, no, don't support Patreon. Support me on Patreon at Channing Down. Um, it, it's actually patreon.com backslash Loomis, where you can get a whole extra show, Afterthoughts. And what Afterthoughts brings you is a lot of drive-arounds and just, you know, straight freestyle talking, you know, with no show notes or anything. But what in turn does is it helps support the upcoming documentary. And if you can, subscribe on. It helps. It's you know, it's very cheap, $2 a month, but it'll allow me to, you know, afford some of the things I need to afford, such as a drone for some shooting um, shots I want to get during the, the documentary. And the documentary's coming along good. Uh, in the pipes here, for Chin It Down, I'll be linking up again with Trippin from Unlocking the Code. We'll be doing another swap cast. And, uh got a few new people on the show you have never heard before linking up with some new voices and just gonna keep cranking them out bringing you a lot of the best stuff i can there'll be times this year where i won't be able to give you uh, a show all the time but uh i will continue even if i have to give you retro relevance bring back an old show uh whatever it takes but i'll try to keep the feed as busy as i can but right now working on the documentary but much love you guys Thanks for supporting in all ways. And uh, like I say, if you have show recommendations, uh, guests you like to hear on this show, people beyond this at gmail.com. Much love. Chat it down. Chant Down Radio's coming to you live from the Hawaiian Islands. Coming from the perspective of complete freedom. Coming from wisdom outside the system and then some. This is the mouthpiece of the natural bird forgotten. At this point in time, humanity's been kept from the truth. So Chant Down Radio offers the coordinates to a path out.
You're searching for something whole Cause what you see realize You're watching this world unfold The truth in need the lies Rekindling what's been stole The need to free one's mind Uncover the truth exposed So people see the light Let's shut it down so we can know It's simple, we just break it down a little bit So we can process all Make the switch and elevate yourself to conscious mode And it's benefit so we can get this kind of growth And get the future generations wanna start the whole thing With the message feeling ready, we can start a post Taking in the simulating, getting lots of numbers Waking up the possibility, just try to stop hypnosis Shh.